0: He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you. On the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. Expecting to hear from the metal god himself, Rob Halford, who's got an amazing story to tell. Or should I say, Rob's in the mood to confess. Confess. The legendary frontman of Judas Priest, one of the most successful heavy metal bands of all time, celebrates five decades of rocking in this tell-all memoir, and I believe we've got him now. Hello, Andy. This is Rob. Hi, Rob. (laughs) How are you, sir?
1: Very well, thank you. Sorry for the Monday morning glitch, as we call
0: them. It's okay, man. It's okay. It's always an honor to share some time with you. I imagine you've probably been asked many hundreds of times over the years when we might get this autobiography out of you. I was one of those guys, so you can imagine how excited I was to get my hands and my eyes on Confess. What made now the right time to write and release this book, Rob?
1: Well, Andy, I feel that... um, I've got enough metal miles under the heavy metal bullet belt, as we call them. you know it's all about life is all about experiences and the journeys that we go through and um you know way back in my late thirties, early forties, publishers were asking me to consider making an autobiography i said no let me let me live some more of this beautiful heavy metal life, and so now as I slowly creep towards my seventh decade, I feel I've got enough um, substance to share and to lay out everything that I've had in this glorious heavy metal life, uh, in and out of the music. And so it's... uh, now is is the time for me to confess, Andy.
0: I love it. What I think really stands out, particularly in the early portion of the book, is how one seemingly insignificant happenstance can result in a massive course change, like thinking how your life may have turned out differently had that music teacher not asked you to come sing for her in class on that fateful day.
1: Isn't it incredible? I'm sure all of us have kind of indelible memories of when we were little kids, something that happened to us in our early, early childhood that still resonates and still still is there with us. You know, it just takes a second to go back to when we were children, and it's very true. Um, as you point out, Andy, I emphasise the fact that that's a bit of a catalyst for me, just to to know that I've got a voice and to get a reaction. And that really started the journey, wow, so many decades ago, but that moment still lives within me.
0: I always try to read books like Confess with the voice of its subject in mind. I suppose it may have been easier simply purchasing the audiobook, but to be honest, the way you wrote, particularly when it comes to the unique dialects you grew up with, that black country accent, for example, and write it phonetically as you did, added a really fun element to the experience for me as the reader.
1: Well, thank you so much. I'm really- really pleased to hear you say that Andy. Um, I have to give props and a massive shout out to my guy Ian Dickens, because he was the master. He's my confessor as I call him now. He really steered me through the process of getting the the best experiences for us to share with um, Confess. And the cool thing is I didn't know about this until we started working together but he's actually he was born and raised in my part of the world, as well, in my neck of the woods, we call it. And, he, so, and he'd actually kind of lived amongst the, the same people as myself and, and walked the same street. So there was a real close understanding of this beautiful place that we come from. And he was really able to capture the essence and the character of my voice. And it's very, very difficult to do. So I always give him a big shout because he's, uh, he's really been able to kind of transcribe the voice onto the page.
0: This was a book I could not put down once I opened it up and started reading. My eyelids got very heavy, Rob, but I fought through it. We made it through, and I'm so happy I did. I did it in one sitting. And all of these amazing stories you've got. The real hook for me, though, I'll tell you, was the amount of context you offered in terms of your upbringing and how that journey led you to this place that you find yourself now. That element of triumph in the face of life's little adversities, and big ones, too, is very inspiring.
1: Well, again, Andy... That's life isn't it? I mean life is, you know this thing about life isn't fair, and life isn't, isn't easy. that might be one approach, but I, and that's a fact, but the fact is life is for living, and whatever life throws at you, how you deal with it, deal with the experiences, especially some of those some of those more rocky road ones, uh, you find out so much about yourself and um I certainly went that route. You know, I'm not unique by any stretch of the imagination. But um, that's why it was important, really, to grab all of the textures uh, and, and all of the amazing things that I've been through and not leave anything off the table, because I think then we'd have been missing some very, very important parts of the story that, that it made me to the person that I
0: am. You know, one of the adversities, of course, was the fact that you had to keep your sexuality a secret, at least in terms of the public persona. I can't even begin to imagine how lonely, how difficult, and how exhausting that must have been over the course of a good deal of your career. Is there catharsis at all to have seen society largely change its tune in terms of acceptance now versus then? Or have we got a lot of work left to do? I'm curious to hear your take.
1: Well, still got a long way to go I mean just looking at the current climate here in America and back home in the uk and other parts of the world you know we're still we still not on a level playing field there still isn't this equality you know there still isn't this acceptance it's, it's a shame really because you know um here we are as we edge uh, ed into 2021 and we're still having to put labels on each other. And that's just unfortunate because we're all people, you know. We're all just trying to live our lives, we love each other, and, and, and do what we need to do. And, and and it's just it's just not fair for for those of us that aren't able to have that that same set of, of levels and, and and values. But yeah, it, it was very difficult for me as a younger person, and in my in my adulthood you know uh, I, I I use my music, my music was my was my comfort zone, which might sound crazy for heavy metal, but it was that was where I found my strength and power in the music of metal that's the great the great thing about music is is it, it does so many great wonderful things for us all, not only in just sheer enjoyment and pleasure but helping us getting through difficult moments so yeah um yeah you know <laughs> Back in my, my own country, in the UK, when, when I was a young man, I'd read stories in the papers of, of, of guys like myself being thrown in, in prison, you know, for, for weeks, months at a time, yeah. just because they were gay in a gay bar or whatever. So, um, and that happened to, to some extent here in, in the States through, really. you've only got to look at the history of, of, of you know, people of my identity. So, it, it's an interesting story. This is, this is one perspective. From, from what's happened to me in my life
0: and confess. As a big Judas Priest fan, it was also pretty enlightening to get an insight into your creative process and how that has changed over the years, not only in terms of making albums, but the band's image and production in the live show and how that grew exponentially in concert with your popularity. Inevitably, trial and error leads to the best results where that's concerned, I suppose, and it sure feels as though the vast majority of your instincts paid dividends.
1: Yeah, you know, Judas Priest is like this living, breathing entity that that has sustained us and so many people for fifty years now, Andy. It's absolutely remarkable. I mean, a- any name that you attach to a band is important, and and what a what a great name Judas Priest is. You know, just just the value of those two words. You know the. The, the yin and the yang, the, the dark and the light, you know, the positive, and the negative. The two two amazing words that kind of will always kind of bump against each other and, and create some kind of reaction. But it, it is it's a beautiful story and um I'm just so proud and happy that we're we're still uh making the metal, and we'll still continue to do that uh, into the metal future.
0: I uh, hearing rumors we may get a new album before too long. I'm hoping that's true.
1: And we, we, we've already started work on it, yes. Um, we had some great writing sessions at uh, the early part of this year until, as I say in the book, the, the world came to a stop um, in late March. Hmm. I came back here to Phoenix just to chill and relax for a bit and, and get ready for another writing session because that's what you need to do or we need to do as a band. You know, you, you make a bunch of work and then you walk away from it then you're able to go back to it later and just re, re-analyse it and and um, and continue the growth of the record. So that's what we were doing then and we're still doing it now, you know. We're still piecing bits and pieces together. It's an unusual way of making a record, but we're not the only band that's going through Um, this situation in terms of creativity. You can't let this pandemic stop you. You've got to try and still get as much out of life as you
0: can. The metal god, Rob Halford, is my special guest. Highly recommend his new book, Confess, available at Amazon and elsewhere. I know you've got other folks waiting. I wish we had several hours, Rob. I've been a fan of yours for a very long time, and Confess has taken my level of love and respect for all things Rob Halford to new heights. Congratulations on the new book. Thank you for sharing some time with me, and I hope to have you on again in the future.
1: It's been a pleasure, Andy. Thank you for those beautiful words. Look after yourself, my friend. We'll be back.
0: Stay healthy. Stay happy, my friend. Talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, Landy. Bye-bye.